I love Jared Kennedy's books, and he is going to discuss his new book that will draw preteens and teens into the Word of God by using gaming language. It's unique and very effective, and he will discuss his best-selling Bible stories for wee little ones. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. I have Jared Kennedy on the show today and he serves as an editor for the Gospel Coalition and is the co-founder of Gospel Centered Family, a ministry that helps churches and families share Jesus with the next generation. He is the author of Keeping Your Children's Ministry on Mission, God Made Me for Worship, The Beginner's Gospel Story Bible, and The Beginner's Gospel Storybook Series. He is the co-author also of Faith Builder Catechism. He also helped to develop two VBS programs, Proof Pirates and Clap Your Hands, Stomp Your Feet. He and his wife Megan and their three girls attend Sorgen Church in Midtown. Welcome to the show. Yeah, it's good to be with you. I'm so happy to have you on the show, Jared, because I have to tell you, you put out a lot of great stuff. I'm really loving it. You and Marty Machowski, you guys are a dual team there, just cranking out some good stuff for parents for the kids. So, oh, thank you. That's really an honor to be said in the same sentence with Marty. Oh, you're so. welcome. So let's start. Tell us about yourself and your family, and what are you doing to keep your children grounded in the gospel, protect them from the secular influences? Yeah, well, as you said, we live in Louisville, Kentucky and or attend uh, Sojourn Church Midtown here. I, I think, uh, what are the things that protect kids from the influences of the world? I, I think, thinking back, I know we were talking before we got on, on the call that you've been writing about Deuteronomy 6. And I think if we think back to the children of Israel who came out of Egypt, who came out of a very secular, idolatrous society, what were the things that God gave the children of Israel to protect them and their sinful hearts from those influences. He gave them habits and patterns and, and even celebrations and, and parties to, to help train the next generation in the faith. And so, you know, they had the habit and, and pattern of coming to the tabernacle or, or later on when they were in the land to Jerusalem several times a year for, for worship together gave them clear testimonies about the Lord and commands and instructions to pass on to their children when they go to bed at night, when they sit down at the table, when they walked along the road, when they rose up in the morning, and through those habits and patterns to, to pass on the truth to the next generation. So yeah, I think our family, we do that in a number of ways. You know, we set aside our, our Sunday afternoon time where we read through a book of the Bible together. My girls are, are teenagers now. And so we're reading through the book of Acts and, and asking, uh, you know, observing the text and asking questions with each other about that. We have, you know, certain family traditions. We do devotionally here in the weeks before Easter and the weeks before Christmas that, that we do every year with our family that at first was mom and dad in charge of that. And as our Kids have gotten older. Our our kids ask when we're going to do that, and and sometimes sometimes lead in it. And I, I think also all of those habits and patterns that God gave Israel were given in the context of a community that was a thick gospel community. 
And, and so, you know, he established Psalm 78 says he established a testimony in Jacob in the nation. He appointed his law in Israel and the community that the Lord has given us is, is the community of the local church. And so I think, you know, prioritizing those, those youth group times, prioritizing those small group times with our church family and prioritizing those relationships in the community that are going to cultivate a heart toward the Lord and not a heart toward self or individualism or pride are, are just really important ways of cultivating a godly family. Yeah, I agree. I think that's great because where are you spending your time as a family? If you're spending it more in a secular world doing secular things, or are you spending it with the church family? That, that feeds into the children's hearts and minds. And I'm not saying you don't do things in the secular world. You go bowling, you know, <laughs> going to a movie or whatever, you have fun. But if you spend a lot of time in your church community, that's what grounds your children. Yeah, I think we want to be careful to remind our kids that sin isn't just something that's out there in the world. It's something that's also in our in our hearts. And so, you know, we're not just guarding them against sin that's out there in the environment somewhere like it's pollution or something. But we're also there's also germs and toxins within our own, own hearts that we're that we're guarding against. And so I think as we teach our kids to engage the world, whether that's teaching them how to watch a movie and and to think critically about the kind of values that are promoted in that in that movie or or you know, you play on a sports team and and the kids on that sports team, their parents have different values in your family. The way you interact and talk with that, both the compassion you show uh, for people with with differing perspectives and the way you talk about avoiding sin, you're also talking about avoiding the temptations that and the sinful thoughts, desires, and affections that arise in our own own hearts. And I, I I just think it's important that we we make sure we're we're thinking about both of those things, both the dangers that are out there in worldliness and the sin that is infects our own our own hearts. Yeah, the Bible says our hearts are very wicked, very sinful indeed. So tell us about the Gospel Coalition and the Gospel-Centered Family Mission. Yeah, I, well, TGC, you know, exists to, to promote gospel-centered resources for church leaders that they might see the gospel go forth in all of life and to all the world. And so we have a, a website and book publications. Book publications is an area where, where I get to work more at, at TGC helping to promote good gospel-centered resources around the world. And then Gospel-Centered Family is a ministry I began a number of years ago with some friends where we have a newsletter and online resources that target, you know, similar to what TGC does, but target especially parents and equipping them with resources to pass on the faith to the next generation. And, you know, at, at GCF, my friends that I work with, Trey Coleman and Kevin Hippolyte and I, our, our most recent resource is, is the book you talked about earlier in the introduction, Faith Builder Catechism, which sort of builds on those rhythms we were talking about with, with Israel. You know, when God gave the Israelites the Passover feast, he expected that children would be there. And they would have a lot of questions. And so, you know, he said, when your children ask, what is this lamb for? <laughs> you know, why are you putting the blood over the door? 
then tell them, give them this answer. And, and God gave the Israelites little scripts. We celebrate this Passover because God passed. When God judged the Egyptians, he passed over our people and brought us into, into salvation. And so what we're hoping to do with Faith Builder Catechism is start with some of the basic core doctrines of the Christian faith and give basic scripts to parents that they can repeat with their kids. And so those core doctrines center around the story of the gospel, creation, fall, redemption, restoration, center around the Lord's Prayer, the Apostles' Creed, the Ten Commandments, the story of God's grace, and passing those truths on to kids with simple language that parents can understand. And because we're, well, at least Trey and I are Gen Xers, Kevin is a little younger than us, but because we were Nintendo playing kids, we have themed the book around around video games and ways we see echoes of the gospel in some of the games we played as kids. And in a way that we think because video games are so retro all the time, they keep repeating the same things over and over. You know, that we're we're hoping what we've written there will will resonate with young children as well. Yes. You know, most devotionals for families start out with a Bible verse or, you know, and then they dig deep into the devotional based on the Bible verse. But I like how your book, it starts with a question first. And it's in you have block format some of the ideas. You know, you have the memory verse in a block, and it just, it, I think it just looks well. It's appealing to the eye. And I just love how it starts with a question that everybody has. So I just, I hope uh, parents will, will go out there and get the Faith Builder Catechism book. And then now I want to talk also about the Beginner's Gospel Story Bible. Wow, it's a thick book. It's a very thick book for young children, and it's outstanding. The illustrations are eye-catching. And I love the easy-to-read dialogue, easy-to-read-and-understand dialogue for children. How has this been received by parents and families? And how can parents use this story Bible to teach the Word of God to young children? Tell us about that book. Yeah, well, the two resources do two very different things. I think you noticed that how they do different things in their format. And so, you know, I think in theologians talk about the difference between biblical theology and systematic theology. And a biblical theology starts with a text, and it's more like those traditional devotionals or Bible study resources we might buy, buy that you're, you're starting with the text and you're moving toward where the text leads us to truth. Systematic theology begins with, what are our big questions about God, about sin, about humanity? And the Faith Builder Catechism book really centers there. Well, the Beginner's Gospel Story Bible centers with the biblical story through 52 stories. What I want to do is show our youngest children how the whole Bible points to points to Jesus and how God God's promises that he gave to us in the Old Testament are are perfectly fulfilled and brought to consummation in in Jesus Christ. And so those stories I I used for 13 years before I served as an editor, I was a children's minister in my local church and my favorite my favorite class to recruit volunteers for was the two and three-year-olds class. And toddlers are kind of a mess. You know, they're everywhere. Their attention spans are really short. But this amazing thing happens between age two and age four. When a two-year-old shows up to their first day of Sunday school in the twos class, they might have two or 300 words in their 
vocabulary. You know, they they know mom, dad, ball, bottle. By the time they move into in kindergarten, they know five or six thousand words. And that that explosion in language is a, a, a picture of really honestly the explosion in worldview that they're having at that time. So when we teach really basic concepts to kids like prayer and sin and who God is, when we when we teach them the basic narratives of what the Bible says, we are we're forming their worldview at the very youngest age and giving them a set of glasses through which they can they can look at the world through the for the rest of their life. And so the beginner's gospel story bible is set like that, you know, it's it just starts with creation, walks all the way to revelation, and the goal is to in in very simple language share Christ with kids in every story. I have favorites favorite stories in there. You know, Aaron's lie that he told that he threw all the Israelites jewelry into a fire and then a cow popped out is is one of my favorites or just explaining to kids for the first time what it looks like for God to create the world out of out of nothing that he spoke and then and then pop there was the world. And so, yeah, I had a lot of fun writing those and Trish as you Trish Mahoney who's the illustrator as you mentioned it's just a vibrant book because she did such an incredible job with the illustration work, such a joy to to work with her and see what she's done for, for young kids. Yes. I, I love the simplicity of it for little ones. It's really, this is a great Bible for little ones. I really hope that those listening who have little children, you will get the beginner's gospel story Bible. I ordered four of them two of them to keep for my future grandchildren that I have, hopefully, not not too far down the road, and two to give away to our nonprofit. And I love, again, the Faith Builders Catechism. That's for older children. So what's the age group for this book? We're targeting eight to 12-year-olds with that book. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Jared. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Any new books coming out down the road? Not at this time, Leanne. Thank Thank you for having me. You're so welcome, and thank you for being on the show. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that can now be heard on the Edify app.